I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. <laughs> Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is unrivaled. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. Uh, we, we chatted a little bit earlier about the combine and I'm still trying to figure out. And every year I do this, I tell myself, I'm not going to take, it's like, if a guy wasn't great in college and you didn't like the stuff he did in college, but then suddenly we're supposed to love him, Scott, after a weekend of like some, some good throws, Zach Wilson was good in college. I mean, he was, he was good that 2020 year at least, but it was that one throw that you were always like. Beware! Well, it wasn't just the one throw. That that one that everybody remembers no, no, though no. is that one from that from know, his pro I, yeah. day in Provo. No, I understand one throw wonders. I I get that, and th- and that's that's a thing. It is a thing, and it has happened before, and it will continue to happen the, in the future. And and a lot of it happens just because when someone shows an ability to do something maybe no one else can do, then everyone gets enamored with it. We, we're in the Patrick Mahomes, look one way, throw the other way, throw you know. You got to call it way off, off balance. Off, off yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I refuse. <laughs> but but when you get into that kind of um, buzz, you're looking for that next guy. You know that the NFL is all about a copycat. That next guy that looks amazing and great. So yeah, um, we're quick to forget. Like we're just. I think Anthony Richards is the. I think Anthony Richardson, Richardson might be the Zach Wilson of this draft. Now that's interesting because, but you also work pretty quick to mention too when we came in today you were like but the dude's a freak the guy did he is he looked ridiculous he, look, he looked a lot better throwing the football see that's what i look for he looked a lot better throwing the football than i expected him like he he threw some just beautiful deep passes and he threw um when he threw deep outs on time out on time uh he wasn't waiting for the receiver to come out of the break it, it was it was he was. I thought. I thought he had. 
I, everyone said C.J. Stroud kind of has, has solidified himself as maybe the number one the number one guy. But man, I, I'm telling you, some folks at the combine fell in love with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, K.J. Jefferson, same thing on Arkansas. I mean, the guys, the guy has some insane numbers, and I, I think that we get married to those insane numbers and. Um, it's it's interesting because on the on the on the one hand with the quarterbacks, and I think some of the skill position guys when they put these insane days together, I don't know if it necessarily. I mean, there, there's a part we have to beware, right? GMs are smart too most of the time. Some GMs are smart, and they go. And I don't think they fall for all the flashy. But a guy like Blake Freeland, uh, who we talked about a little bit earlier with our, our draft expert, what do you like when you have those kind of numbers? An offensive lineman can absolutely shoot up the board with athletic numbers like that. I mean, you could have he could have earned himself an extra few million dollars by the performance he had this weekend. Well, you you rate guys, and then all of a sudden you get to compare them all against each other. I mean, that's the one good thing about the combine is everybody more or less who's any good is there, and you get to see okay, it's it's really an apples to apples you know kind of comparison. It's very static, so it's not it's not about football. It's right. it's all about athletic ability. It's you know you can't you can you can see guys super freaks. I mean they're they're like Superman in shorts. Do you remember American Gladiators, the TV show? Yeah, Larry Zonka used to host it. <laughs> I think he was one of those hosts, wasn't he? Zonka hosted, but like it. Was, and what does this have to do with? Well, here's what I was saying: is, is okay. it feels a little bit like that where you're going a little bit. Okay, yeah. oh, we've got this. We've got this oh. really fun, weird event. Yeah. That if you're good at that thing and you can practice that thing, and these guys do, they go in and they go, they get these experts who come in and they they run the forty and you're watching so them all, run it and you're like, geez. Yeah. And so they've trained. To be, for that thing, right? They've trained for the uh, you know mini Olympics, you know, <laughs> right? Kind of thing, but it doesn't mean you're. It doesn't make you a football player. I just love that wide receiver. All, one. all, all it all it does, all the combine does is it it says from the tape, watching people play real football, they can now say, okay, that guy's super athletic, that guy's super fast, that guy's super quick, and you get you get a better feel for. What you've already seen them as as an athlete, a guy like Blake Freeland, though, with the wingspan he has, with the athleticism he's shown, I think he's a guy that they definitely go. That that's a hard guy to get around if yeah. you're you're a defensive player because you can't get into him. This you can't is, get into uh, him and you can't get by him, and that's the name of the game when you're when you're a defensive end. And having that ability is unique and it's special. And I think I think Blake Freeland. Did did himself a huge favor oh, well, at the combine. All I could think when he was running, I mean, that, probably all the people from Utah. Sick, yes, I agree. Everybody had pretty dang good weekends. Jaron Hall didn't have a fantastic weekend no. or a fantastic. Well, I, I think he's kind of exactly in the place that he was when he showed up. Yeah. He's kind of that sixth, seventh quarterback, kind of in the a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought. I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts. In that grouping, and I think that's probably where he's going to stay. But, um, I, you know, watching Blake Freeland in the 40, it's weird to watch a guy who's 6'8", 312. Everybody's saying, oh, he's 6'7". He was six in his bare feet. He's 6'7", and 7 eighths. The guy yeah. was, when I remember when he came out, was he Harriman? He, he comes out of, out of high school where he played quarterback. And tight end, right? And and you're going and and was on the basketball team and was and was all these things that you go and then when he comes to BYU, I remember when he came in and other people are like, Oh, this dude is like a potential NFL guy. And I was like, Yeah, but he's like two thirty eight. Like he came in like camp, he's like two forty or something like that, and we're like, This dude looks weird. Goes on his mission, comes back, does the thing that that uh the coaches, you know, they know how to put the weight on him, they know how to train these guys, and it was a great get. But I also think when he was running like that in the forty, all I could think of was Larry Allen running down, uh, you know that that uh, Saints linebacker because it's a f- a freakishly big dude who has no business running this fast and absolutely, you know, is a is a massive athlete. So you know? my son Zach, who who when he was a sophomore in high school, he ran a four five forty, and, and he, he was, was six your height. four yeah, and yeah. three quarters, and that's what started getting him recruited. Yeah. And then he got, you know, he got his back injured, and and he he, he couldn't. He goes, he goes. I can run as fast as those guys, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of could. That is there. like that. And but it's he, in, in his mind, he was like, hey, if these guys run fast, they must be good football players. And so speed is important. Speed to a lot of teams in the NFL is everything. Well, it's it's really. Every, I mean, you watch you watch guys on defense. Every guy can run. Like they can all run, and these defensive linemen these days are just <laughs> super crazy fast. These linebackers are really more like super safeties. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, the, Fred that's the name is the standard of, now, yeah, right? That, that's like, just the name of the yeah. game. And so at every position, safety, corner, they, all these guys, you know, it's just sub four or five, or forget it. You know, I just, I mean, you're just not, you're not going to play, and that's that's insane. I mean, I think of guys like Chris Billman and. John offered all these kind of traditional or a, a guy like uh, uh, a Jack Lambert, you know, oh, yeah. and maybe even Ray Lewis to some extent. Yeah, those they're just they're kind of Singletary, Urlacher. Those are kind of the they're end first of the, ins- right. They're just I mean, although Urlacher kind of had that he he put he ended up being like a the first and second down stop the run kind of guys. Yeah. But you don't stop the run anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. It was just the guy who was matching up against the center with that big. You know, yeah. that you just plug in those those gaps, and that was it. And then it became some freak athlete. Although Erlacher was a freak athlete, all these guys were to an extent to be in that spot. But uh, so uh, here's one thing I wanted to bring up was Derek Carr, of course, signing today with the Saints, four years, 150 million dollars. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. How so much th- of it's guaranteed? Now that's so a let's great, go through the math. That's a great question. Let's we look just at, need to go through Scott the math. Wants to, Scott wants to see what he's going to end up with. A hundred million dollars in total guarantees. Hundred million for four yep. years. Four years, hundred million dollars guaranteed. Uh, I mean, it's like it's about thirty-three million for three years. If if I know you go hundred and you go, it's just twenty-five, right? So that's the cap. That that's the cap math or right. the accounting. Uh-huh. They just divide the number of years into whatever the signing bonus is. So the if it's hundred million, <laughs> you it's four years. It's was? twenty-five million. You don't know the signing bonus was? Take a guess. Uh, sixty-five million. Sixty million. Yeah. That he got today. Yeah. Right? You just go, hey, uh, what's your bank account for, number? For getting something? benched by the Raiders. <laughs> He's like, dude, 
hey, uh, what's your bank account? We just want to wire $60 million over to you today. Don't forget to pay your taxes. Uh, So, look, Derek Carr goes from being, uh, I don't know, he... I don't know what he's going to look like after everything. Derek Carr is just okay. Derek Carr is in that category of guys that are just like. But I guess he's better than a guy that you that you're taking a shot on on a, on a you know uh, in a draft or trying to figure it out with the. You know what's funny is that out of all this, so then they're like, "Well, Andy Dalton, see ya. Uh, Jameis Winston, see you later." Taysom Hill just keeps just keeps like hanging out and being like, "Well, I'm kind of untouchable here because I'm not a quarterback, really." Well, what Taysom Hill is, is the more you can do. Yes. He's the epitome of the more you can do. And that, that was always a saying, the more you can do, the longer you're going to stay around in the NFL. So if you're an offensive lineman that can do, you can play center, you can play guard, you can play any of the the, the, the offensive line positions, that uh, extends your career. If you're a guy that can long snap and you're, and a, you're a lineman, I know a guy, Jeff Dellenbach, played with him in, in Miami, played 17 years in the NFL, was not a great player, was a very good player. But, Seventeen years, but he played. But he every, wasn't a long snapper. He played every position. Wow. No, he was. No, he was. He he could he could snap See, as a center. He was guy. a guard. He I was, don't even remember this guy. Yeah, he right. So he played. He played. He was drafted by the Dolphins. We were really good good friends, good teammates. He actually went to Green Bay when they won the Super Bowl. Went to New England. Uh, was there a few years. And just bounced around a couple of places after Miami and ended up playing 17 years. Okay. Because he could play, because he was valuable. You're a GM and you have to make or a decision. Or you can do. You're a GM, you have to make a decision. And not that the Saints have this option, but let's say that uh, they don't get the, the, they get the third quarterback. They get a shot at the third quarterback, maybe a, a, a Will Levis type of guy in the draft. Because he's, you know, uh, people really like what he did out of Kentucky, right? But you're not, maybe you don't get C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young. Yeah. Would you rather have Derek Carr come in who had last year, not this last year, but the year before in 2021, threw for 5,000 yards and uh, 68% completion percentage and, and 34 touchdowns or whatever. And the guy's had a nine-year career, and he's just okay. But you know what you're going to get with Derek Carr, which is you might get to the playoffs. It, he does have a good arm, blah, blah, blah. But you, there's the unknown of a guy like Will Levis who's done not not thrown for f- almost 5,000 yards in a season before in the NFL. Which one do you take? Well, if you, the, the, the the contract he signed is at least three years. Yeah. Um, maybe two. Two to three years, mm-hmm. right? It probably won't. I wouldn't think he would see the whole thing, but, uh, you know, maybe he does. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure the salary side of it is way back end loaded. So if he, you know, if he got like $25 million – a year for the bonus plus a really low base salary, mm-hmm. then his number that the next two years big. probably thirty something million dollars. I would think, which is really good for a so quarterback it, these it, days. Wildly, it's it's probably an average number. Uh-huh. You know, it's not a great number. I mean, this is an amazing deal for Derek Carr, but if they drafted a guy, then they go, we've got a mentor, we've got a guy. Let's see what happens with him. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go two, three years with Derek Carr, and then if we just fall in love with a guy and he ends up in our lap, we're not going to turn it away. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't turn away someone you think can be a really good quarterback, and then they kind of have the best of both worlds. They can be competitive. They can be a good team. But mentoring a young quarterback is, is always a good thing. Um, and, I, and I don't like the I don't like the Ryan Tannehill um, mentoring that he got all caught up in. 
it's not your job to be a mentor. Sure. You're not mentoring other players, uh, other quarterbacks at, at your position. You're you're there for your career. <laughs> like and and uh, someone wants if it wants to rub off, but it no one's required to do that. And that's the biggest crock of BS I've ever heard in my life about mentoring people. I guarantee you, Joe Montana did not mentor Steve Young. Dan Marino did not sit there and mentor me at all. But he did. Well, I learned a heck <laughs> right. of a lot from keeping my mouth shut and my eyes open, <laughs> you know, and, and just really paying attention. Yeah. But he didn't sit there and, hey, kid, let me tell you how this right. is. Uh, let's take a break. We come back. we got more to go around the corner. We have our two-minute drill uh, up next. And uh, we'll come back, put a ball in this hour. Stay with us. Oh, before we get out, though, I want to mention folks at uh, ReMedical. ReMedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your needs. ReMedical. Renew, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit ReMedical.com today. All right, more to go around the corner. Stay with us, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.